0: Hi, I'm Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phila McAleer. Welcome to day 15 of the Harvey Weinstein trial Unfiltered, a daily podcast using reenactments of the most dramatic moments of verbatim testimony from the trial of Harvey Weinstein. But first, let's just remind you all of what this trial is all about. In a case that basically launched the Me Too movement, movie producer Harvey Weinstein faces two charges of rape and one of a criminal sex act concerning two separate women He also faces charges of predatory sexual assault, which carry a possible life sentence.
1: So today was a very significant day, day 15. A lot quicker than most people had thought and actually we will be coming to that reason later on perhaps. Uh, Today marked the end of the defence case. We heard the words, the defence rests. But before we heard that, we heard the probably not so dramatic words that Harvey Weinstein would not take the stand to defend himself. Uh, So there was a little bit of drama. You know, the judge said, do you want to, is he going to testify? And they said, we have to consult again with our client. And they went off and huddled in a private room for a half an hour. And, there were, you know, there's a bit of speculation, especially among the journalists um, who were both looking forward to and dreading Harvey Weinstein taking the stand. It was going to be, uh, they, they realized it would probably take a couple of weeks for him to give evidence. They realized it would be a great copy but that it would go on forever. Um, then we'd all be queuing uh, in, uh, in, at, at 5 a.m. in the morning uh, in the, and the weather was not get, going to get any warmer. Eventually, the defence lawyer, the defence team came out and Damon Sharonis addressed the judge and said, Your Honour, he's pled not guilty and he's not going to testify. So speaking to Weinstein's spokesperson afterwards, uh, he, he said... That Weinstein argued that he wanted to testify, you know, and the quote he said was, I want to tell my story, I have something to say, but was persuaded by his defence lawyers not to speak. You know, we don't know how, how valid that is, whether that is how it really happened, but definitely there's a little bit of drama. So then, are there any more witnesses for the defence? No, Your Honour. The defence rests.
0: Then Judge James Burke uh, explained to everyone that, you know, in a criminal trial, the defendant is not required to take the stand to defend himself. And in fact, also gave the uh, instruction to the jury that they need to not look badly on a defendant who doesn't decide to take the stand to defend himself. The prosecution really is, is the one that has the sole burden of proving guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And all members of the jury, all 12 members of the jury, must vote unanimously to convict or
1: acquit. That's a big one. Um... I wasn't sure about the law in New York, and it's a unanimous verdict. That means that the jury could be out for a while, actually, because that's going to be a big burden. And on all them. it takes is one holdout, and you have a mistrial. I was speaking to a lawyer the other night, actually an ADA, who didn't want his name used, and he said, defense lawyers love mistrials because they're, they they tend to have uh, more acquittals than, than first trials.
0: So then, so then Judge Burke said that you know, that is the evidence portion of the trial has concluded. He then went on to do some housekeeping and uh, we probably told you now, now that, that uh, there'll be no court on Wednesday. Um, Thursday, the defense will get their opportunity to give their closing remarks. Mm-hmm. And then that will be continued up until Friday. And Friday, the prosecution will give their closing remarks. Monday's a holiday. And then Tuesday morning, the judge said he'll give his final instructions. And, and, and he expected to say that that'll be no longer than about an hour, which means that the jury will go out on Tuesday yeah. and... Who knows? Um, and we've heard from you know various people who, know, who knows how long that'll last. But yes. let's get to the first witness, the first and last witness we had yes. today um, for the defense. Who is this film?
1: His name was Thomas Richards, we were told. But when he got on the stand, he announced his, his name was Thomas Richard Lozani, but he uses Thomas Richard for business purposes. So that's what the name he was known by in court. He did not look happy, no. he just looked miserable and he even had flown on the red eye overnight from LA, he's 47, he was questioned by Arthur Ariala. he was there under subpoena, and you know it comes out later on why he was so unhappy, basically testifying for the defence in the Harvey Weinstein case, if you're in the entertainment industry, is very toxic for your career. In fact, it's very toxic for your career if you're involved in other parts of the, of, of the legal industry even as well. So let's let's hear actors reenact uh, Arthur Adiala's questioning of Thomas Richard. He was a friend of Jessica Mann, who is the person alleging a series of sexual assaults by Harvey Weinstein. Uh, but she, she's also the person who said she had a consensual sexual relationship with Harvey Weinstein. So let's hear Thomas Richard tell Arthur Aliala how he met Jessica Mann.
2: Tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, how did you meet Jessica Mann? How do you come about to know her? At a party. Approximately how long ago? Ten years ago, approximately. So around 2010?
3: Yes, approximately. Was it a
2: personal party or a professional engagement
3: you met her at? It was considered an industry event.
2: An industry event. Between 2010 and 2013, just tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury a little bit about the nature of your relationship with Jessica. Friendly. Approximately in those three years or so, how often would you speak to her on the telephone?
3: Once a week to maybe once a month. How often would you see her? Maybe once a month or every other month.
2: Were you and Jessica Mann ever romantically involved? No. Do you know any of her friends? One. Who is her friend? Talita. How do you know Talita?
3: She's introduced us.
2: Do you know if they ever lived together? I believe so. Did you ever meet any of Jessica's boyfriends? Two. Do you remember approximately when you
3: met them? One maybe four years ago, and one about two years ago here in New York. So about 2016 and 2018, respectively?
4: Approximately. Do you remember anything about her boyfriend?
5: Objection.
4: Sustained. Do you know their names? Sustained again. Don't answer. Tell the
2: ladies and gentlemen of the jury a little bit about how you would describe Jessica's personality in general. Objection. Overruled. You can answer.
4: Friendly Smart. Friendly and smart. Sorry, did you get a yes or no? Excuse me? If you would be good enough to elicit a yes or no in response to your question, he gave an um. I apologize,
2: Your Honor, I was not following you. Yes, you have to, when I ask you a question, you have to say yes or no. Uh Uh-huh, or you're nodding your head, does not count. Yes. So, did there come a time when one of your clients offered you a trip to come to New York City? Yes. And tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury about that and how that came about.
3: A client wanted to gift me a trip to New York to see a Broadway show and offered to accommodate me and a guest. It was a present? Yes.
2: So you said he gave you two airline tickets and two tickets to see a Broadway show? Yes. Do you remember what show it was? Wicked. What about hotel accommodations? He arranged for one night. For one night? Yes. Did you pay for the other night? Yes. Who did you decide to bring as the second person? Jessica. Why did you bring Jessica?
3: She was my friend.
2: Do you remember approximately when this was?
3: Approximately
2: 2013. Do you remember what month it was? No. Do you remember where you stayed? What hotel you stayed at? Yes. What hotel did you stay at?
3: The Doubletree.
2: Do you know which location you stayed at, the Double Tree?
3: In Midtown.
2: Was that hotel close in distance to where the Broadway show was? Yes. Do you remember if during that trip you were here during St. Patty's Day?
3: I don't remember.
2: Do you remember going out to a bar one evening with Jessica and Toledo? Yes. When you were in town? Yes. Was there anyone else that you remember being there besides Jessica and Toledo? No. No, you don't remember, or no, there was nobody else with you?
3: No, I don't remember.
2: Do you remember leaving whatever bar or establishment you were at that evening that you went out to the bar with Talida and Jessica?
3: I don't know which night we are talking about exactly.
2: Okay. Well, there was one night you went to see the
3: show Wicked? Right.
2: Was there another night you went out in New York City?
3: Prior to that night? Excuse me? Prior to the Wicked night? Prior to the
2: Wicked Night. Okay. When you got back to the hotel, did you share a room with Jessica Mann, or did you guys have different rooms? Shared a room. Did you stay in the same bed or separate beds?
3: Separate.
0: Then Arthur Idella asked Tommy Richards... About the breakfast the three of them had at the Double Tree Hotel the day of the alleged rape. And this is very significant because according to Jessica Mann, she had just been raped by Harvey Weinstein when when this when this breakfast was happening. So we're getting to hear, you know, today, we got to hear, you know, from someone who was at that breakfast, yes. um, you know, a different perspective on what, you know, what was what happened. and, um, and we'd heard, you know, she'd given a very um a, you know, a very particular account yes. and it's and it's interesting and this guy you know is a friend of hers
1: clear to point out and point out no friend of Harvey Weinstein but still a friend of Jessica Mann but give a very very different account of the breakfast and a very very different account of, of why she was staying the night she, she was going to stay an extra day because as he said as, and as you'll hear Harvey Weinstein asked her to stay at the breakfast let's hear what Thomas Richards heard at that breakfast he's questioned by Arthur Idala. These are are actors reenacting their verbatim testimony. If you like this podcast, please go and rate it. Leave a comment. We read all the comments. We really want to hear what you have to say, and uh, we we take it on board. And the more comments, the more ratings. That means the more people get to hear this podcast. So thank you. So this is Arthur Idala questioning Tommy Richards.
2: Did there come a time Jessica told you there was going to be a breakfast with a friend of hers? Yes. Did you learn about that when you were still in California or when you were in New York?
3: When I was in New York.
2: Who did Jessica say you and she were going to have breakfast with?
3: Harvey Weinstein.
2: Did she invite you to come to that breakfast? Yes. Do you remember where that breakfast was?
3: At the Hotel Lobby Cafe.
2: At the Doubletree Hotel Lobby Cafe? Yes. Did there come a time on that morning when you stayed in New York City that, in fact, You had breakfast at the cafe at the Doubletree Hotel.
5: Objection. Leading.
4: I'll allow it to get, you know.
2: Did there come a time you had the breakfast? Yes. Who was at the breakfast? Harvey and Jessica. And do you remember who left the hotel room that you were sharing with Jessica first? Did she leave first? Did you leave first? Did you leave together?
3: Vague recollection. I cannot recall.
2: Did there come a time when you saw Jessica or joined Jessica in the lobby? Yes. And when you joined her in the lobby that morning, was there anything noteworthy about her appearance? Anything that stands out to you today about the way she looked? No. Were her clothes... Was she typically attired? Objection.
4: Sustained as to typically. Was there anything that stands out in your mind about the way
2: she
3: was dressed? No. No.
2: Is there anything that stands out about her complexion when you saw her that morning? No. Anything that stands out about her hair when you saw her that morning? No. Was there anything that stands out about her breathing or her affect? Did she seem exacerbated? No. How about her eyes? Were her eyes swollen or puffy at all? No. Was there any indication to you whatsoever that Jessica Mann, that morning, when you were having breakfast with her, she was in any sort of distress? No. And had you ever had a one-on-one meeting with Harvey Weinstein before that morning? No. Where you sat and discussed things with him the way you did that morning? No. Do you remember having a conversation with him that morning? Vaguely, yes. You don't remember exactly the topics of the conversation, do you? Objection. Overruled. I do. Do you remember the topics? Not exact topics. What were the general topics, if you remember? Small talk. Small talk. Okay. Do you remember what you guys ate or drank that morning for breakfast? No. To the best of your recollection, tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury that morning's breakfast in the cafe at the Doubletree, what was the dynamic between Mr. Weinstein and Jessica Mann? Friendly. They were friendly towards each other. Yes. Yes. Did there come a time when Jessica Mann pulled you aside to speak with you? Yes. And was that a private conversation between you and Jessica? Yes. At that time when she pulled you aside to speak to you, did she indicate to you she was in any
4: form of distress?
3: No.
5: Did she
2: indicate to you that she was under any
5: form of coercion? Objection, Judge Leading.
4: Sustained at this point.
2: Tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, when Jessica Mann pulled you aside for this private conversation, what she spoke to you about.
3: She asked me if it was okay she did not travel back with me to L.A. since we came together.
2: Why did she? Did she tell you why she wanted to stay? No. Did you know why she wanted to stay?
3: Yes. Tell us how you knew she wanted to stay. Harvey invited her at the table
2: to stay an extra night. Were you at the table, and did you hear that with your own ears? Yes. And when she had that private conversation with you, were you offended in any way she was not going to travel back with you? No. During the time that you had the private conversation with Jessica Mann, did she appear to you to be in any state where she had recently suffered any type of physical or emotional trauma?
4: Objection. Sustained.
2: Did she exhibit... Any signs of trauma to you? Objection. Sustained. How did Jessica Mann
3: look and act to you?
2: Objection.
3: Overruled.
2: When she had that private conversation? Normal. Did it appear to you that Jessica Mann trusted Harvey Weinstein? Objection. Sustained. Based on the conversation... Withdrawn. How long would you say the breakfast meeting was, approximately?
3: Approximately... 30 to 45 minutes.
2: During the course of that conversation, you heard Jessica and Mr. Weinstein talking to each other, correct?
3: Yes. Did it appear to you that it was a
2: trusting relationship the two of them shared? Objection. Sustained. Don't answer. There eventually came a time you left the breakfast, correct? Yes. Did you leave by yourself or with Jessica or Jessica and Harvey?
3: By myself.
2: When you left her... Did Jessica seem comfortable to you that you were leaving her there?
5: Objection.
2: Sustained. Did Jessica ask you not to leave? Objection. Overruled. No. Do you remember seeing Talita at all that morning? No. The last time you saw Jessica Mann, is it fair to say she appeared to be in good health and good spirits?
5: Objection.
2: Sustained. Sustained. Tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury how Jessica Mann appeared to you the last time you saw her that morning in New York.
5: Objection.
2: Overruled. Normal. Could you just elaborate a little bit on what your definition of normal is?
5: Objection.
4: Overruled. Mr. Richards, if you can, go ahead. Her
3: everyday self.
4: Her everyday self. Meaning every
2: day, the time you've seen her over the last three years, correct? Yes. Okay. At any point, did you learn during that trip that Jessica Mann and Harvey Weinstein had any type of sexual relationship? Objection. Sustained. Did there come a time when you found out that Jessica Mann was making criminal accusations against Mr. Weinstein? Objection. Sustained. Were you contacted by the district attorney's office? Yes. Do you remember approximately when that was?
3: Over... The first. Over one year ago.
2: Is it fair to say it was possibly the summer of 2018? Yes. Did they contact you again in the summer of 2019? I was contacted twice. Twice, correct? Yes. Do you recognize any of the prosecutors who spoke to you? Yes. Who do you recognize?
3: The woman directly in front of me, you.
2: Indicating Ms. Aluzzi. Did you speak with those prosecutors?
3: I spoke with her.
2: At the time you spoke to those prosecutors, when did you think the allegations that Ms. Mann was alleging took place? Objection. Sustained. Isn't it true that when you spoke to them... You thought Ms. Mann was accusing Mr. Weinstein of doing something when you had already returned to California. Objection. Sustained. When you spoke to the prosecutors two different times, you had the wrong information as to the time, place, and occurrence of the allegations. Correct? Objection.
4: Don't answer it. Sustained.
2: Did there come a time when you received a subpoena regarding this case? Yes. Yes. When did you receive a subpoena regarding this case?
3: Approximately three weeks to
2: four weeks ago. And tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury what you did when you received the subpoena.
5: Objection.
4: Sustained. Who did you call when
2: you received the subpoena?
5: Objection.
2: Sustained. Did you comply with the subpoena? I am here. Did you think that the information in the subpoena was accurate?
4: Don't answer that question. Next question. Isn't it true, Mr. Lozano, that you thought the subpoena was incorrect? Don't answer that question. Isn't it true? Frequently you are saying, isn't it true? This is direct examination. When you spoke
2: to the two prosecutors, did you know in 2018 and 2019, did you know what the time frame was that Ms. Mann was alleging Mr. Weinstein committed a criminal act against her? Objection. Sustained. Can we just put on the
4: record... Not in front of the jury. If you have more questions, you can say whatever you want in the absence of the jury. Are you friends with Harvey Weinstein? No. Have you ever hung
2: out with him? No. Has he ever helped you with one of your clients? Get a job or gig or booking? No. Are you here to help Mr. Weinstein? Not at all. Two quick questions. Maybe three quick questions. Are you happy to be here today? Objection. Not at all. Asked and answered... Does you testifying here for the defense,
4: does that help your career or hurt your career?
5: Objection.
4: Sustained. Don't answer.
0: So I think we know the answer to that last question. Um, It's not a great career move to be someone who appears in this courtroom for the defense.
1: This actually goes to the case as well, because the defense, in their opening remarks and throughout the trial, when the jury wasn't there had promised to bring a number of witnesses to rebut specific claims or even specific incidents that they say never happened. But the witnesses quite simply failed to show up, and we almost had a running commentary about where they were in Colorado, where the subpoenas were being served and bench warrants. I mean, for example, there was Warren Light, who is a showrunner, a producer. He was supposed to come and tell how Annabella Sciorra, the, the Sopranos actress, had a drug and alcohol problem on a set that he worked on and how he had to discipline her. And but she says that she developed the drug and alcohol problem after she was raped by Harvey Weinstein in 1992 or 1993. He was going to come apparently and say, no, no, she was she was she had issues before that, uh, long before that, Uh, but he didn't show. And sources close to the defense say this is a problem. Witnesses who are in the industry or in even very sensitive industries, not just show business, giving evidence is toxic to their career. So it's been very, very difficult to get witnesses who have information to come. And give that information because you're seen as defending Harvey Weinstein.
0: Then it was the turn of the prosecution. Miss Lucy Orban uh, got to question Mr. Richards, um, and she tried to score some points by questioning his memory and his admission that he'd been drinking the night before of, of this breakfast. Well,
1: it was St. Patrick's Day.
0: That struck me actually. I was thinking uh, for Irish people that you know it, it was like, yeah, did you, were you drinking? And it's like, yes, yeah, St. Patrick's Day. He had gone out, yes. and in fact, you know, had been out quite late. Um, so she tried to make an awful lot of that, and she tried to make an awful lot of the fact that when they first had questioned him, that he had said, oh, I've
6: got a really bad memory. But l- let's hear that exchange now. Hi, how are you? Hi. Mr. Richards, we did meet once in California. You recall that? Yes. Mr. Richards, do you remember details of your trip with Jessica Mann? Some. Do you recall that the night before the breakfast with Mr. Weinstein, you were out late enjoying New York and going to bars? Yes. Do you recall that in fact you called Jessica Mann after midnight that morning into the 18th because she was back at the hotel but you weren't?
3: Sorry, one more time?
6: Do you recall that you actually called Jessica Mann after midnight, meaning from the 17th to the 18th, because you were still out enjoying yourself and she was back at the hotel?
3: I don't recall.
6: Did you have, d- did you enjoy yourself by drinking a lot the night before?
3: What do you mean by a lot?
6: I don't know what your a lot is, but let's say, did you get back to the hotel very late and maybe a little tipsy the night before? Yes. And the morning of the 18th, were you tired? A little bit. Do you recall as you sit here whether or not you and Jessica left the hotel on the 18th together, the hotel room on the 18th together, or she went before you, do you recall? I don't recall. Mr. Idala asked you about the time Jessica pulled you aside and said, is it okay with you if I stay? Do you recall that? Yes. And at that time, she pulled you aside to ask you that, right? Yes. And you perceived her as being normal, right? Yes. Is it possible that you missed a cue there, that maybe she did not want to stay? Is that possible? Objection, Your Honor. Sustained. You said she appeared normal. But is it possible that she was asking you because she didn't want to stay?
4: Objection, Your Honor. Sustained. Don't
6: answer. Jessica Mann has always been a very nice person to you? Yes. And has Jessica Mann ever done or said anything unusual to you that you could recall? Objection,
4: Your Honor. Sustained.
6: You don't remember seeing Jessica's friend, Talita, in the hotel that day? I don't recall. Is it possible that she joined you for breakfast with Harvey Weinstein and you just don't remember?
3: It's possible. I don't remember her being at the table at all.
6: And is that what you told us back in L.A., that you just don't have a really clear memory about the specifics of that particular day? Objection, Your Honor. Sustained. Do you have a clear memory about the specifics of that day? No. When Jessica Mann said that would it be okay for her to stay on for a day, and that conversation or the invitation for that was at the breakfast table— Did Mr. Weinstein indicate or invite her to stay in the hotel again for the night?
3: He said he would take care of everything.
6: The hotel? I can't hear you, sir. A hotel. I'm sorry, say it again?
3: I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? No, there was no mention that it would be that same hotel.
6: And do you know whether or not Jessica did stay at that hotel that night? I don't know. After you left for the day, do you recall speaking to Jessica Mann again on the evening of March 18th? No. I can't—I couldn't hear you, sir.
3: Assuming March 18th is the day it occurred and I took off on a plane.
6: Do you recall the night before when you were out enjoying Manhattan, whether or not Jessica's friend Talita was out with you?
3: The night before, Talita met with us at some point.
6: Okay. And do you remember whether or not Talita left before you did, wherever you were out?
3: I am sorry. Can you repeat that?
6: You were out with Talita, and was Jessica there? Yes. And you indicated that at some point, Jessica went back to the hotel and you stayed out. Is that right?
3: You indicated that to me.
6: Do you recall that? I do. You do? And so you didn't stay out with Talita, or did Talita then leave as well?
3: I don't recall.
6: The next day, you don't remember that Talita was at the breakfast, right? No. And you don't remember seeing her at the hotel at all?
3: I can't remember.
6: You have never had a falling out with Jessica. Is that correct?
3: No.
0: On one level, there's a score there because, you know, he has this, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember if Talita was there. But I think the thing that we realized was that if nothing happens, if you have like a regular breakfast and people are there and as as you you kind of pointed out, like the big deal was it was Harvey Weinstein you were having breakfast with and nothing really dramatic happened, then the details of who else was there wouldn't necessarily stand Mm -hmm. out in your mind However, you know, if somebody at the table had suddenly got a black eye, by the way, your friend, mm-hmm. or had puffy eyes, or was crying, or was
1: shaking, <laughs> or, or acting weirdly, or
0: acting weirdly, you'd remember it. And I think the reason that he doesn't remember is like it—it it was just a regular. But, it, but
1: he does remember she she that Harvey invited her to stay an extra night because the, the premiere of August Osage County was on. She agreed and, and she pulled him aside and says, hope you don't mind I'm staying an extra night. So that's the kind of thing you remember.
0: Yeah, and it was pretty significant, obviously, given, you know, given the, where where this stuff is coming out of, you know, the Jessica Mann, you know, is alleged that she had just been raped. She takes her friend aside where she could have easily said, I'm in serious trouble here. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. And instead of that, wants to stay, changes yes. her schedule, leaves herself in a situation, actually, where she's going to be alone in that hotel with Harvey Weinstein when she could have gone home with her with her friend. There was a whole thing today. We didn't. Uh, we didn't bother reenacting that. But there's a whole thing about the ticket. Did you sell the ticket? Did we able to yeah, <laughs> exchange the ticket? I was like,
1: I couldn't really work. that out. I don't one know out. what
0: that was about. By the way, it's a good point though. In the sense, the one point is that there was a ticket. She had a ticket out of there, and she that chose he had instead. She instead chose to stay because she wanted to go to the premiere of of Osage um, County, which is the the movie with with Meryl Streep. So I think all in all, I actually think that um, Thomas Richards, the reluctant witness, the guy who didn't want to be there, who was there on a subpoena, actually did bring home some of the goods for the defence. And I don't think that Lucy Orban was able to shatter him. So we've actually come to the end of today's podcast, Mm -hmm. bizarrely. I mean, it's a very, very short day today. We ended it. Um, in the morning, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I think we weren't, we, none of us were exe- expecting that. But uh, but it does give us an opportunity just to remind you of the housekeeping here, which is that there is no trial tomorrow, which is yes. Wednesday. There is no day 16, obviously. That or yes. Day 16 will be on, thir- will be well, on a Thursday. we
1: may do a little special tomorrow. We're still t- looking to talk to some uh, key people in the trial. We may have a little story we want to bring to you, but you'll be the first to know about that. And then, of course, Thursday is the defence summing up their case uh, or their plea for innocence. Friday is the prosecution. Uh, Monday is a public holiday, no court then. Tuesday, of course, just to remind you, the judge will be giving his final instructions, which I was surprised it's only going to last an hour. Yeah. In the UK, the judge's instructions... Can Could go la- on forever. Yeah, it's basically a summary of all the evidence. And uh, and often, uh, as, as we saw recently in the, in the Jeremy Thorpe reenactment, uh, a, a very British scandal, the judge's summary up in Britain can often sway the jury. Oh, yeah, it can be very
0: biased. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, and of course, we've seen, you know, it'll be well, it'll be very interesting. Interesting, and we're looking at the jury. I mean, they're they're a very mixed bag of of every kind of type of person, yeah. and every ethnicity and all every every kind of everything. Um,
1: well, well, the the media did make a lot of the six white middle aged men, um, but I'm you know I'm not sure that, that that those they will think in a in a, in a set way that. Well, know, I think
0: a lot of those six white men have daughters, yeah, and, and they would have heard heard things about Harvey Weinstein's um, behavior that would have really given them yeah. pause. And by the way, a lot of you listeners have had to, you know, we know from some of you that some of the stuff is it's tough to listen to. Yeah. um, but we decided not that we were you know we were we were going to bring you the unfiltered verbatim. Well we said, you know yes. it's the unfiltered truth. It's the unfiltered uh, podcast. I don't
1: know. Sometimes the truth might need a little bit of filtering. I think if I was doing this again, maybe I would filter it a little bit more. But we did want to bring you the verbatim testimony from the court. So we didn't want it to be filtered through. You know, in these six hundred word articles that appear in the newspaper, or the three minute clip on the cable TV.
0: Yeah, and so if you like this podcast, please remember, please t- to rate the podcast. Also, leave a comment. We read everything, and um, you, and tell if, your friends about it. Please share the podcast. We're we've, if, we're it's amazing the number of people who've already downloaded and listened uh, all over the world. Yeah. This is the great thing about podcasts.
1: Yes. So, if you really, really like the podcast, though, we need support to keep it going. So, please. We're looking for donations to keep this podcast going. Send whatever you can. Go to unreportedstorysociety.com. There's all the details there how to, how to support it. Uh, so that's unreportedstorysociety.com.
0: And we'll be talking to you either tomorrow with or a special, the next day.
6: With a special.
1: we might have a special tomorrow or... The, or, it'll or, be,
0: or it'll be the following day. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.
6: Today's podcast is produced by Unreported Story Society and Magdalena Segeda and Raquel Lerman of Theater Planners. Written and presented by Fela McAleer and Anne McElhaney. Directed by Kiff Scholl. Tommy Richards is played by Jeff Dinell. Judge James Burke is played by Thomas Fasella. Joan Eluzzi-Orban is played by Michelle Gardner. And Arthur Idala is played by Bruce Nozick. Edited by Mark Aramian and engineered by Brianna Villarreal.